welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Welcome to the latest in our series of antenatal podcasts at Hillington Hospitals. Today I'm talking to Julia Ciccolini and Samantha Vincent from our pelvic health team who are going to talk to me about perineal care, pelvic floor exercises and bowel and bladder care. Firstly, Julia, could you tell me what is the perineum and why is it so important to discuss it? Hi Lucy and thank you for having me today. Um, I'm very happy to be here and discuss about perineal care, um, about these uh, such important topics. Um, so first of all, yes, perineal massage. So as well as the name says, the, is the massage at the perineum. Um, what's the perineum? So the perineum is the area between the posterior part of your vagina and uh, the back passage, which is also called anus. Um, why we want to massage this area? Um, this area can tear when you're giving birth, uh, or sometimes it might be your healthcare professional, which is your midwife or doctors, that might recommend a cut um, at your perineum, which is called episiotomy um, and that's definitely for a clinical indication uh, such as uh, for example giving more room for your baby to be born if baby's in distress. Um, so from 35 weeks onwards um, you may choose to try perineal massage until your baby's born which has been shown to reduce the risk of tears. Um, this is particularly beneficial for first-time mothers. Um, and let me be clear here. So there's a difference between the perineal massage antenatally and the massage of the scar that you do postpartum, which is also called instead of perineal massage, we just prefer to call it scar massage. Um, and uh, the main difference is not only in the technique that you're doing, it's also for the aim of why you're doing it. So the reason why we are doing antenatal perineal massage is because we want to stretch the tissues at our perineal to prepare from birth, for birth, while the scar massage is more to um, um, stretch the tissue, not stretch, so treat the tissue uh, after um, having a scar, after having a tear, um, and bring a blood flow to, to help it with the process of healing. Um, so when we discuss how to do perineal massage, I would say antenatally, I would say how we do perineal massage. Um, so First of all, I think one of the questions that everyone is asking itself is uh, what, what do we need for doing a perineal massage antenatally? You don't need much. You need uh, probably a mirror. Um, you need uh, um, possibly a lubric lubricant, so which can be an oil that you might have at home, which like a coconut oil, um, olive oil, um, any almond oil, she butter, anything that is not going to irritate your perineum. Um, you need to wash your hands and possibly have your nail clipped. Um, make sure that your bladder is empty before starting. Um, some women find having a warm bath before uh, doing the perineal massage can help to relax the muscles and the tissues um, and then uh, you you need to find also a comfortable position in which you are doing your perineal massage. Um, the comfortable position can be lying down, can be um, uh, squatting down, so you are supporting yourself by leaning back against a chair or a bath. Um, you can sit on the toilet or you can stand with one foot raised on a chair or on a bath or on a bed um, or you can lean in back um, or, or leaning forwards. Um, and uh, uh, the technique is basically uh, you lubricate your fingers well and then you're inserting your fingers, one or two fingers up to the entrance of your vagina. You don't need to go deeper um, and uh, um, you massage with the oil into the tissues of the perineum and inside the entrance of the vagina. 
Um, the reason why you're doing it is because you want to prepare the tissues and uh, you start by pressing towards the anus uh, and then you use a firm sweeping movements down and to the back. Um, you want to imagine your vagina, let's say, has a clock. So you want to see uh, the anus like the six o'clock and then uh, you have the five and seven o'clock and the pressure that you want to apply um, at, your, at the entrance of the vagina holding towards the anus, um, it's uh, for one minute at, uh, seven, um, at six o'clock, for one minute at six, uh, seven o'clock and for, for one minute at five o'clock. So you do this kind of massage um, and then uh, um, you should feel a kind of uncomfortable sensation. You shouldn't feel pain, but you know that you're doing the perineal massage in the right technique, actually, if you feel a bit of discomfort. You need to feel the stretching. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I completely back that up. I think the perineal massage is a really, is a, um, Sam Vincent here, by the way, uh, pelvic health <laughs> physiotherapist. I think the pelvic, massage is a, a deceiving name and it should be called perineal stretching and it should definitely yeah. be a little bit uncomfortable you want to feel like you're doing the splits just taking it really to as far as it can go because you're going to get a baby's head coming out of there yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're preparing for guys okay so yeah you really want to stretch that perineum and what yeah. about afterbirth how can mothers care for their perineum afterbirth so caring for uh, the perineum afterbirth um, is so so important because again to have a, to look after an healthy baby we need to have an healthy mom to look after baby um, and again um, the perineum is an area that we don't discuss enough but it's actually so important to look after it not only in terms of pain relief but also in terms of uh, how to wash um, and uh, um, yeah, and, and again, we can also discuss how to return to sex uh, intercourse uh, because it's again another important part of looking after our perineum. Um, so when we discuss about um, um, looking after in terms of pain relief, I would say use your painkillers as prescribed. Um, so usually the painkillers that are prescribed are safe, even if like if your choice is, for example, breastfeeding. You can also ask anyway through your healthcare professional if it's safe, if the zoza is safe. Um, Another advice that we um, we give to women is that they can use ice pack. And I think Sam here, you can support me a lot in how to do it, <laughs> how to create um, the ice pack. Sam is the expert in it. <laughs> we like the ice in two ways. And the reason you use ice is to reduce the pain and inflammation in the area. You can either just pop a pack of um, peas in a damp cloth onto the perineum. So mold it around your legs or we advise a sanitary towel filled with water into the freezer and then pop that into your knickers and change regularly. Yeah, so that's a great advice again. And uh, um, you try to avoid sitting or standing for a long period, I would say as well, Sam. Um, and then if you want to sit for a, a bit longer period, maybe you can use a towel that you can uh, um, put around your tides so you're raised and then your perineum area doesn't need to stay on the bed or on the chair, but it's raised because your towel is rolled around your tides. Yeah, um, support it. Okay. Yeah. And we've all heard about pelvic floor exercises. Samantha, can you tell us what they are and why they're so important? Um, thanks so much, Lucy. So I am completely biased about pelvic floor exercises because I absolutely <laughs> no love them. Um, and there's new guidance uh, which has been released. Um, a wonderful doctor from this hospital helped to write them and they released at the end of December, which said that all women from age 12 should be doing pelvic floor exercise every day. Yeah, right. This is the groundbreaking news. Okay. Now, the pelvic floor muscles help to support our back spine 
and abdominals, keep you continent, so keeping your wee and poo, and have a role in sexual pleasure. That's right. Um, <laughs> the gold standard way to do pelvic floor exercises is imagining you're holding in wind and urine at the same time, not on the toilet though, let it come out on the toilet. And you're aiming a standard to hold for 10 seconds long, long squeezes, so 10 long ones and 10 quick ones. And as long as you're doing that once a day, that's great. And a lot of women that want to return to exercise as soon as possible postnatally, can you tell us, is there any guidance about returning to exercise? So back in a couple of years ago, they did release some return to running guidelines, and I like to extrapolate these into the general population. So as standard, because we lack research on women going back to exercise postnatally, there is a standard procedure, there's a standard protocol which we advise, which is six weeks for low impact activity, that's yoga, pilates, swimming, cycling, and mm -hmm. then more like 12 weeks for any higher impact activity. And then what I would say is if you're not having any symptoms of pain, any heaviness or dragging in the vagina or leaking, wind, wind, poo or urine, then you could abide by these guidelines. And if you were, then I would advise uh, seeing a healthcare professional for an assessment and guidance back to exercise. OK, and what about breastfeeding? Does that impact on exercising at all? Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, the breastfeeding can decrease the estrogen level, so it can decrease the lev the hormones level, and that can make vaginal dry. Um, so again, if you experience any of these symptoms, it's good to discuss with your health professional because they can provide you um, kind of um, estrogen medication to help your vagina to reduce the dryness. In terms of exercise, uh, that can also impact because they can make the uh, pelvic floor muscle a bit more weaker. Um, but again, um, weaker and stretchier. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> again, I mean, there's lots of benefit about breastfeeding, so I wouldn't say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all a balance. But is there any additional advice for mothers who consider themselves higher level athletes or like advanced yeah. exercises? Yeah, so women who are higher level athletes that we know that they might be taking part in sports which are higher impact um, or also using more energy up. So um, we we categorize them a little bit more carefully. And if people are higher level athletes, I would definitely recommend to not return to any sports until they were um or, or to be guided back to sports with a pelvic health physiotherapist. Okay, who, don't rush into it. Don't rush no. into it. Yeah, definitely get an assessment for making sure you're <laughs> activating your pelvic floor exercises and then gradually returning to exercise so that your collagen can adapt to the intensity placed and the load placed upon it. OK, fab. And we've mentioned the bladder and bowel. Uh, can, Sam, can you tell us what you recommend as standard as bladder and bowel care? Yeah, so this is for everyone, not just mothers and post anti and postnatal mothers. Um, so for the bladder care, we recommend that everyone should be drinking between 1.5 to 2 litres of fluid spaced out over the day and attending the toilet every two to three hours, which equates to around seven to eight times over the day and no more than once at night. You want to limit your alcoholic, sugary and caffeinated drinks um, and mostly be drinking water. Possible. With the bowel, we recommend at least 30 grams of fibre and again 1.5 to 2 litres of water. And everybody should be moving their bodies for at least 30 minutes a day because that helps with the yeah. bowel peristalsis and having regular bowel movements. Okay, and that's good advice uh, from whatever perspective you're coming from. 
thanks so much for joining me today to talk through all these details. Are there any parting messages which you'd like to say before you go? Um, I think, Julia, my, my parting message is that everybody, I really encourage everybody to be doing at least one really good quality set of pelvic floor exercises every day. I would say definitely I agree with Sam. <laughs> um, I just want to say about perineal massage that research are very supportive with perineal massage antenatally. Um, but again, um, that doesn't guarantee for you that you're not going to have a tear. What I want to raise here is that touching your perineum and massaging your perineum is actually make you an active role in uh, like, you know, breathe and and know which tissue you have down below where the baby will come through, and that will help to give you more an active role when you're going to push the baby out. Um, so that's the key message. And I just want to say that if you if you have done your antenatal perineal massage antenatally, you have done it in the correct way, but still you have a tear after birth. Don't worry because you actually did a great job in uh, you know yeah. actually preparing that tissues because you will be more aware after birth to look after your wound. Um, so that's the message that I want to give out. Well thank you so much. It's really encouraging advice there. Um, so log in next time for the next podcast at from Hillingdon Hospitals. Thank you, <laughs> thank so you for having us. <laughs> so that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode. Tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time.